welcome to episode 37 of Nerd of Paradise. I'm your host, Kate, and I've got a special treat for you this episode. This entire episode is devoted to an awesome geeky project that I think you're all going to really like. It's a local project, too. It's based here in Phoenix, and it's a geeky documentary titled Geek and You Shall Find. So I was really excited to learn more about this project uh, from a couple of the actual filmmakers. So that's who we're going to be talking to on this episode. And before we get started, I'll just read you a quick summary that they have on their website to give you an idea of what's to come. It's produced by local film company Superhero Faces Productions. Geek and You Shall Find features exclusive interviews with the late Stan Lee, Games of Thrones author George R.R. R. Martin, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co-creator Kevin Eastman, and many more. The film captures the team's journey to better understand the importance of superheroes and deeper meaning behind them. So that's something that's always really fascinated me too. So I was super excited to look into this and see what they found and learn more about it. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and play the interview and then you'll hear from me again at the end. All right, so welcome to Nerd of Paradise. How are you guys doing? Great, how are you? Doing good. So we've got Brad Faye and Kelsey Dickerson here. Awesome, and we're going to be talking about the amazing, which I just watched. Ooh, good. (laughs) It was so good. (laughs) The documentary, Geek and You Shall Find. So I thought we could start with an introduction. Who you guys are, uh, what part you had in the film, that kind of thing. Of course, yeah. I'm gonna let Brad start because he's def- This is definitely his brainchild. <laughs> um, I I don't know about that. Um, yeah. So I'm Brad. Um, I ended up somehow with the title of director, even though it seemed while we were going along, we were all parts of the same machine. But somehow I lucked out and got the director title on there. Um, but I co-produced it. Um, yeah, and it was just something we all kind of started together, but like as we went, I was a little bit more familiar with a lot of the subjects and a little bit more familiar with some of the people we were interviewing, so I got to kind of take hold of the research and kind of give some pointers along the way. Awesome. And you, Kelsey? Yeah, Yeah, I'm Kelsey Dickerson, um, so... We are actually missing our third musketeer tonight, <laughs> Arvin Navaratnasingam. So we, um, him and Arvin basically started superherofaces.com, which is kind of where this all started. And they were writing a book and doing all these different things. And then it kind of evolved into us going to comic conventions and they wanted to start doing video. And I actually wanted to start doing on camera work and I loved telling stories, um, I was behind the scenes for a long time doing public relations. And so Brad actually asked me to be a part of that with superherofaces.com. And then it kind of just sprouted from there. And as Brad said, he uh, definitely has a lot more knowledge of all of the different topics. You know, I'm kind of a geek at heart with a few different things, but definitely didn't have as widespread of a knowledge as he did. So we've just really been a perfect team and it's seamlessly found its way into creating this documentary, which has just been 
out of really like a dream. It's absolutely incredible how we've been able to get to where we are um, from our origins. And I couldn't be more proud of what such a small team has accomplished and for Brad and Arvin for allowing me to be a part of this project. Awesome. That's so cool. So we're going to be talking a lot more about geeks. So I thought maybe you guys could talk a little bit about your geekdoms. Oh, man, that's going to be a long <laughs> for me. Why don't you go first, Kelsey? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, you know, I have always been interested in sci-fi. I've always been interested in comics and the movies. I wasn't really a huge comic book reader growing up. I was more into sports and different things like that. But I always had that side of me that loved geeky stuff and nerdy stuff, as you would say, which, you know, are obviously becoming increasingly popular and more mainstream. Um, but I absolutely loved Xena, Warrior Princess. I would dive into the pool doing her little <laughs> yell, which I will save everyone <laughs> from doing right now. Um, I loved all of that stuff. I loved nerdy things growing up. I loved the movies. Um, my dad, we would go to all the Star Wars movies growing up. So I really loved Star Wars. And of course, I mean, this is super cliche, but Wonder Woman is my absolute favorite. I think she's such a strong, powerful character. And it's actually really interesting knowing her origin story, too, and how she came to be. So really, I've just kind of loved everything. I didn't know the history behind a lot of different stuff. You know, I didn't know all the storylines and how deep they were and how many different <laughs> stories have been told for the same comic over and over again. Um, but the more and more we did this and the more we found what a profound effect comic books and superheroes and all these different characters have had on people from all types of backgrounds, the more and more I fell in love with that aspect of it. And it's just been absolutely an incredible journey. And even though I might not know as much as everybody else, um, that's what the beauty of it is, is, you know, you can be a huge fan and know every single thing about every single genre of, you know, quote unquote geeky stuff, or you can be the casual fan. It can really affect your life in such a positive way. So that's pretty much my geek side in a nutshell. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and I would say I, I just kind of go down different rabbit holes as they present themselves. Like one week I'll be just doing research on Game of Thrones and I'll be like, okay, you know what? This is my favorite thing out of all of them. But I was a big comic book fan growing up, so I love superheroes. I love seeing that they're finally getting their due on the silver screen and we're finally getting good comic book superhero movies because that was like my first introduction to geek culture um i didn't get into star wars until a little bit later but i'm very big in star wars now and star trek i'm getting more into as i get older and i've been going back and watching the original series so i'll do that for like a week and then i'll be like oh but what's doctor who about let me like research this a little bit i'll be like oh this is kind of cool and then like one week later i'm on to something else so like i try to have like a familiarity with all these different universes but I wouldn't say there's one I know, like, inside and out, but the one I would probably know the most would be superheroes. So I'm able to have a conversation with anyone about any of these things, but I'm definitely not, like, as well-versed as someone who's, like, a Doctor Who expert or a Game of Thrones <laughs> fan might be. Gotcha. Very cool. All right, so you guys kind of got into it a little bit, but as far as for the geek in your shell find, was there, like, a specific moment where the idea was born? Yeah, I think for me, like, I, you know, like Kelsey mentioned, you know, this is something 
me and Arvin had started and we're like, you know, it'll be really cool. We'll get people talking about their favorite superheroes, why they connect with people, uh, why they connect with that specific superhero. And, you know, we felt it was a really good idea and we, we thought people would like it and we were expecting people to have good answers for these questions. But it wasn't until like Kelsey came on board and is really good at getting people to feel comfortable and, uh, you know, open up a little bit more about their story and sharing um, why they gravitated towards a particular superhero. And it was really through her interviews and speaking with people. And the one to me personally that really stood out was we were in Tucson and she was talking to someone dressed up as Anakin Skywalker. And he was talking about, you know, well, obviously I kind of look a little bit like Anakin, so that's part of why I dress up. But I really, you know, appreciate the character because he lost his mother at a young age and I lost my mother at a young age. So I've always looked to him as kind of like guidance of, okay, am I going to allow my anger to consume me and give in to the anger that I feel about not having spent a lot of time with my mother or am I going to try to be better and, you know, kind of, do better than Anakin did. And now he spends his time going to hospitals dressed up as Anakin Skywalker and cheering up children in hospitals. And that's to me when I first started to see like, okay, there's, even though I knew going in that there would be good answers as to why people cosplayed as the people they did, that's when it started to dawn on me like, okay, this is even like deeper than I had anticipated. Awesome. Love that. So the title, um, was that like originally what you had in mind or were there other ideas floating around or? It's fun. Like, Kelsey, do you remember there ever being another? Because I don't remember the title being in the title for that long. But, like, Kelsey and I, I found, like, some notes not too long ago. And we're like, oh, this has been, like, the title for two <laughs> years. And I'm like, I thought, like, it was way recent than that. So I think it was, like, a title possibility. And I was like, you know, we'll call this for now. And then, like, if something better comes along. But then it just became, like, no, th- this is it. Like, it's this good. is it. So... Yeah, seriously, uh, like to his point, we saw some notes and we were like, wait a second, you already had this plan two <laughs> years ago? Because I could have sworn like a few months ago, we were like, we need to come up with a title for this documentary. It's almost done. And then um, we saw a rough cut of it, um, man, how long ago? Maybe six months or a year ago. Mm-hmm. And we saw like he had Geek and You Shall Find and we're like, holy shit, that's really good. Like we like that. Yeah. And then we just kind of rolled with it and like, it's been somewhere in Brad's subconscious for this whole time, and we had no idea. I remember I like that one, and I like um, And the Geek Shall Inherit the Earth. There's actually a book called, like, you know, I Googled that, and there was a mm-hmm. book called that. I was like, okay, so that one's off the table. And then it was funny. The other day we were talking to someone who mentioned, you know there's a book called Geek and You Shall Find. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I Googled it. And A, it's called Geek and Ye Shall Find, which I'm like, okay, that's different because I did consider that name. And B, I'm like, the book came out in January. So I'm like, I definitely know it didn't fall in, like, it wasn't something I had heard and was like, oh, that's a good idea. And it re, like, emerged at some point. I'm like, okay, this has definitely been the title for a long period of time. So I don't have to worry about, like, oh, I overheard that. And then one night I woke up and was like, I came up with this idea on my own. And, Cool. Brad's just stealing copyrighted stuff. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I was like, okay, this book just came out in January of this year. I'm like, we know we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that kind of leads nicely, nice segue to the next point about the research. So how long 
did the research take and like what kind of special things did you do for that? I mean, it's hard to say only because like, like Kelsey mentioned, it was originally a book that I wanted to work on for like a really long time. So a lot of the research went into writing the book and then I was in a position where I got let go of my job and I had a few months on my hand and I was like, you know what? I could write this book during, you know, nights and weekends. I'm like, one thing I can do is really get more video footage. I'm like, I can't just drop everything and pick up and go to Texas for two days during the week. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let's maybe get some interviews now and, you know, at least we'll have this stuff. So later on, you know, when I'm working again, like we'll already have the interviews and that kind of stuff like put away. So it's hard to say because like a lot of the in the research was for the book initially, which I would say was, you know, years. But for the film itself, it was a lot of it was figuring it out as we go and kind of saying like, yeah. hey, we can talk to this person. OK, let's, you know, research them and, you know, read their work to make sure we get ourselves familiar with it. So a lot of it was like as we go. Cool. Yeah, definitely. And there was de there were so many times where we really didn't know who we were going to get, you know, especially at Comic-Cons and stuff like that. Um, we would prepare, like, for large names or whatever. But Brad, honestly, was so diligent in just reaching out to people and explaining what we were all about and how we wanted to, you know, highlight the deeper meaning behind people's um, fandoms and different things like that. And, you know, he just reached out with, you know, what do we have to lose, which was, yeah. like, so amazing. And... <laughs> it led us to some actually really incredible opportunities. So like there would be times, um, because to Brad's point, so um, we actually worked at the same company together. And so his whole department basically got let go. Oh, and then a couple months later, I actually quit um, my job. So we found ourselves with a lot of time in between jobs and we just kind of rock and rolled. And when we would hear from somebody, they would be like, okay, we can do this day. And we look at the calendar and be like, okay, that's in three days. We need to go out to California do all of our research, get uh, three pages of questions down. And so it was just, uh, it was madness. And even thinking back on it right now, it's pretty incredible that we actually did it and survived um, because there was a lot of stressful moments where we you're in a coffee shop at five in the morning yeah. being like, okay, what questions do we absolutely have to get with this person if we only get 10 minutes with them? <laughs> it was yeah. really crazy. <laughs> That's so cool. So, of course, we got to talk about Stan Lee. <laughs> um, so how did that come about? That was great. That was actually the first weekend. I remember it's I, – I thought about this the other day, actually. So – we ended up, my girlfriend's a big Cubs fan, and we ended up getting lucky enough to get World Series tickets. And I remember I was super excited to go to a Cubs World Series game, and Kelsey and I also had the opportunity to go to Stanley's Comic-Con that weekend. And we had a few, like, interviews lined up, and, I, you know, I was really excited. Like, we got Neil Adams, who I'm a gigantic Neil Adams fan, and there were a few other interviews, but then I was like, oh, man, I, I'm going to, like, I could go to a Cubs World Series game. I'm like, I need to make sure, like, that this trip is so, like, knock it out of the park that I can look back and not have, like, any regrets about not going to that game. I'm like, because what if we go and then Neil Adams cancels and someone else cancels? And I'm like, <laughs> I gave up on, like, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for this. So 
when Kelsey and I were walking around the Comic-Con, we met someone that we were just talking about Stanley to, and he mentioned, like, I know I can get you in touch with his assistant, Mike, wow. who was at POW Entertainment. So we ended up going out. It was crazy. Like, Kelsey and I went out there not knowing for sure if we were going to get him. It was like, yeah, swing by. Stan should be good about 10 a.m., so we went by there and we're like, we're going to get there. And these people are going to be like, we don't know what you're talking about. Like, but there he was like in the office. And it's funny because I look back the other day and I'm like, you know, it's crazy to like look at things and like where they lead and something at the time may not be a big deal, but you know, it could lead to something that leads to something that leads to something. So I look back and I'm like, you know what? I could finally say like, that was the right decision. Cause had I bailed on that trip, like that opportunity probably wouldn't have presented itself. Wow, that's crazy. And yeah. I'm not sure like when you filmed it, but is this like one of his last interviews that he did that you know of? Well, it w- I want to say, what was it, Kelsey? May of the... 18? Yeah, that's right. No, no 18, because then he passed in December of 19. Wow. No, no, it's 19 this year. So it was 17. Yeah. It was actually the week before his wife passed. Aw. Yeah. Wow. All of our years are <laughs> together. But yeah, I mean, it's got it's probably got to be one of the, the last because even like with conventions, he was kind of starting to wind down right. a little. And yeah. but so that's really special to because it's it's a, like a legacy of Stan Lee. So that was really cool. It was very awesome to see his his responses, and he's always he was always so awesome with the fans and everything. He's just super cool guy. I mean, he lived up. He lived up to the hype too. I mean, he was sharp and funny. Like it, <laughs> it definitely didn't feel like you know like, he was on it. Like mm-hmm. he can come up with something off the top of his head. He can make the best <laughs> joke at the best moment. Like he really is. Like a lot of times, you don't know with people. You're like, maybe it's a lot of editing, and it make this person might come off as like funny because they have there were jokes written. But he was so able to like roll with the punches, and you know find little opportunities to make a funny comment. Like it really was one of those things that wasn't at all like a, a letdown. It like far like succeeded any expectations. That's Seriously. So we were like, so, so nervous. Like we can't even tell you, like even people who don't know who Stan Lee is like, or who don't know comics or don't watch anything like they know who Stan Lee is. And so we're just sitting here freaking out. We got there so early and we are setting up our equipment in the hallway, like stalkers, <laughs> like <laughs> this long corporate building. Like you don't really see anybody. You don't, there's not like windows into the offices, which was like really weird. So we're like setting up our lights and setting up everything because we didn't even know what the setup inside his mm-hmm. office was going to be like. Because if I remember, I, I don't think they ever sent us pictures of the office. So usually we like planning ahead, oh. like, okay, we'll put like this here, we'll put that there. And we know like the dimensions. So we're like setting everything up because his assistant told us, okay, you have 20 minutes. I don't even think 20 minutes, 15 maybe. Yeah. So we were like, okay, we got to get in there. We don't want to spend all of our time doing this. And so we get in there and we're so nervous. And like, he just melted all of that away. He was so kind, so just, you know, like he almost seemed like he was a part of your family, the way he was talking to you and the way he treated us. Yeah, like he's known you for years. So yeah, he's so exactly. comfortable around anybody. Aww. It was amazing, and hearing of his passing was just really hard, and yeah. that was just an interaction. 
Yeah. I was getting text messages from people. Are you okay? And I didn't even know what had happened yet. I was like, should I not be? And then someone told me and I was like, oh, oh yeah. it was something you just never thought would happen. You know, as crazy yeah. as that, you just never thought it would like that would happen. And it was just like, oh, yeah. So what would you say is the most surprising thing that you learned from doing this whole thing? Yeah. Kelsey, yeah. When, when Kate ran through all the questions earlier, that was the one that stood out to me of like, I don't know how I'm going to answer that. And I was like, I'll think of an answer while I'm going through the other stuff. I know the other stuff, but I haven't been able to think of anything. I mean, so obviously like just hitting the nail on the head is the most surprising to me is, you know, obviously getting Stan Lee and George R. R. Martin and even Kevin Eastman. Like that was so surprising because we literally don't have any kind of established history with anything. We are just trying to go out there and put like this work that we're super passionate about out into the universe. And it obviously kind of rewarded us. Um, so that like obviously is very surprising and it's even crazy to think about as we sit here and we're waiting for the end of Game of Thrones and to think George R. R. Martin almost never does interviews or even makes a appearances anywhere so that is like really crazy but like the most surprising thing to me really like more on a deeper level is just really the stories that people told us and like how they like you know how Brad mentioned earlier how they truly opened up to us about why these characters and why these stories have helped them like you know we've We've gone to um, a comic care event, which is a local nonprofit here in Arizona, um, where they go and visit hospitals for children who have been there long term. Maybe they're in hospice care or whatever it might be, um, and they deliver comics and seeing the way that their faces light up and that the way that not just them, but like their siblings and their families are so appreciative of it and to really take their minds away from what they're going through day in and day out and to see how you know this isn't a guy dressed up as Tony Stark this is Tony Stark this is Wonder Woman in my room like that was incredible but the thing that really stood out to me the most was um this gentleman at actually Stanley's comic-con in LA um he, he was dressed up as Wonder Woman or his own version of Wonder Woman which was a little bit more on the risky side, risque, and a little bit more sh- revealing. But I was like, let's go interview that guy. He's awesome. Like, I want to talk to him because we were also talking about gender bending mm-hmm. um, on that particular trip. And so we we're talking to him, and he was from the Philippines, and you know, he was um, he was gay, and he was talking about how he found Wonder Woman and how she was a character that he just related to. It didn't matter that. She was a woman and it didn't matter that, you know, she was white or whatever it might be. Like, he just talked about how he related to her. And after we were done, I wish we were still rolling on this because it, like, literally almost made me cry. But he was like, thank you so much for letting me tell my story. I was so worried about wearing this here. And he's like, you know what? Like, I thought, screw it. If I was going to be safe anywhere and if I could reveal my true self anywhere, it's here at a Comic-Con. And that was just, like, really stuck with me. And it kind of, like, makes me tear up right now. But it was just like, dang. Like, these are stories that they're not telling, you know? People just see, like, oh, you're dressed up as this person. You're dressed up as that person. But they're not asking those deeper level questions of, like, why, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it really, like, I think with both Brad and myself, that was, like, one of the big moments that we were like, dang, like this is definitely something that like the world needs to see and hear. So Brad, how about, can you think of a favorite part rather than surprising? The Man, I cannot (laughs) 
choose between Stanley and George R. R. Martin. That is just not <laughs> well, fair. Well, you can pick both. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, with Stanley, like, I'd interacted with him at comic conventions before. Like, I'd been the guy who waits five hours in line to talk <laughs> to him for 10 seconds and get a book signed and take a picture with him. Like, I'd done that a couple of times. So it, even though it was totally different, like being in an office environment and you're like making small talk with them and there's no person there like rushing you or saying, let's go. Like, so that made it different. But the George R. R. Martin was just like surreal just because like Kelsey said, like he's not someone I'd ever seen at a comic convention. To me, he was almost like this mythical kind of figure. <laughs> like true. he's you never seen him. No, I mean, I was looking because, you know, we've already been talking about like, well, what's next and i'm like you know i'd really like to get some more stuff from george r. r martin and i'm like maybe you know since we've spoken to them before we can get, get another interview we can do it at like better quality this time so i looked at his schedule and next next year he has one more appearance in 2019 and he has one in 2020 like <laughs> as of now and i'm like how did we luck into this like so that to me is like the craziest or like most like I don't want to say rewarding, but kind of thing that was just like, man, it really is worth just like taking a chance and like asking people like for their time. And the worst they do is say no. Yeah, that's so true. That was crazy. We, okay. I just have to tell the story. Okay. So Brad um, texts me and is like, Hey, George R. R. Martin is going to be in Tucson at this thing that I had never heard of before. It wasn't even actually like a convention. I can't even, how would you describe it? was like a sci-fi convention. It wasn't like a comic Like con. a little, was, like one of the smaller ones, kind of? Yeah, right. for a lot of like public, for a yeah. lot of authors, mainly like authors gotcha. of like science fiction works and stuff like that. Yeah, so we were just like, so he's like, I'm going to reach out to them, blah, blah, and he did. And this guy is like, okay, I might be able to get you, George R. R. Martin, just come out, we'll see. So we go, and he speaks at the, or was it already, was it already, no, Wait, it wasn't okay. Well, I remember being excited just because I remember getting an email saying George Armand has looked over the questions and approves. Come down and we'll see if we might be able to make it happen. I remember at that point just being like, I felt like I accomplished something great. I'm like, George Armand looked at questions that I wrote down. <laughs> I'm like, if this goes nowhere further than that, that's cool to me. <laughs> yeah, so we go down there. We um, go to the panel that he was at, which was amazing. You know, he's talking about global warming and stuff that actually really matters, which he um, addresses, you know, through Game of Thrones in his own special way um, and immigration, you know, everything like that. Um, so that was absolutely amazing. And then we go up to the guy who Brad had been emailing with. And next thing we know, he's asking George, he's like, hey, these are the people who sent you the questions from Superhero Faces. And he's like, okay, I'm in room blah, blah, blah. Blah. Uh, see you there in 15 minutes and we're like yeah definitely we're there <laughs> and so half of this hotel is under construction and we didn't know that so we go into the half that's under construction that they should have actually had blocked off but we go up to like we're like oh he's in 1104 like that must be the 11th floor so we like go up there and there's like no like carpet on the ground oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> like there's no like knobs in the door. And like, at this point we're like five minutes out. So we're like, this isn't right. Like we, where is he? Like, we don't know. So we find out like, Oh, there's another section, but you have to get, have a key to get through the pool area to get to that section. 
And like, so at this point, it's like right on the dot when we're supposed to be there and we're just going through, someone lets us in and they're like, we're like, where's this room? And it's like up there. And we get in there and his um, bodyguard is with him, but he was just, just like, yeah, like, come on in. I, I have this at this time, but you know, we can go now. And we're just like, holy crap, we're talking to George R. R. Martin. This is crazy. Wow. <laughs> and we almost missed it because of damn construction. Yeah. Story of our lives. And um, yeah, like, Kelsey said earlier, just like how open people, I mean, like, that's crazy. Like, luckily, Kelsey and I are like trustworthy people, but I'm, <laughs> you know, like to just give someone your hotel room and be like, yeah, come up here. Like, you know, yeah. I'm good to go. Like, whenever. Like, I'm like, I wouldn't give my hotel room to a stranger, and I'm not George R. R. Martin. So, yeah, that's nuts. That's it was crazy. also around the time when everyone was giving him a hard time about finishing the books. And so we made it a point to, like, not really ask him a lot of Game of Thrones-related yeah. questions. Mm -hmm. But, like, we could have definitely been one of those crazy people that was trying to, like, get the inside <laughs> scoop or yeah. to try to, like, fault him or whatever. But luckily, uh, Brad and I are – first of all, we would never do that. But we're also too big of chickens to do that with our <laughs> idols. So <laughs> – but, yeah, it was just, like, all these people have been so welcoming and warming. Like, they remember where they started from. And, like, to give us the chance like that is just – it's – it really restores your faith in like people and like takes away all the horror stories that you hear about Hollywood and stuff. Okay, so how can people watch Geek and You Shall Find? We are still trying to figure that question out ourselves. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we just got... So you were at the film festival, right? Yes. Okay, that's a good start. <laughs> yes, we are at the Phoenix Film Festival. Um, April 7th is oh, the yeah. premiere. We just yet. found out, sold out. <laughs> um, but we do have two, two other showings, that Thursday and that Saturday. So thank you, Kate. That is a very good point. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so, okay, so Thursday, April 11th at 10.20 a.m. Um, if you're here in Phoenix or if you're traveling here for Phoenix Film Festival, you, you can see the second showing of Geek and You Shall Find. And then Saturday, April 13th at 9.20 a.m., which I know is a little bit early, especially for Saturday. But those are our two showings that aren't sold out yet. But yeah, we are super, super um, grateful to Phoenix Film Festival for allowing our film to show there because our first showing sold out. Yeah. But that's exactly why we have our Kickstarters because we're trying to work on getting it distributed, not just in film festivals, which we're also like entering into as we speak. And we have a few that we're waiting to hear from. But um, we're just trying to explore how to get this film that we think is not just for geeks and it's not just for people that love, you know, superheroes and comic books. It's really for everybody. Um, so we're, we're working on that and that's why we need everyone's support. So is there somewhere people can go for updates and that kind of thing? I mean, if, if anyone who signs up on our Kickstarter will be added to our mailing list to, so even if you, you know, if you want to go on and just make, you know, the, the least donation, or if you can reach out to us, we are on uh, social media at Superhero Faces on Twitter, um, at Superhero Faces on Facebook, and at Super underscore, no, sorry, at Superhero underscore Faces on Instagram. That's the only one. It's a long story. I can't remember <laughs> my password. And we had to set up a new Superhero Faces account on Instagram, so that's the only one I can't get Superhero Faces for. So there's an underscore in between Superhero and Faces. But the rest are Superhero Faces. 
Definitely. Awesome. And you can also go to, uh, you can also go to superherofaces.com or for specific, um, updates just about the documentary, you can go to geek and you shall find.com. Um, or, you know, the shorthand is geek.film. Um, so that's, that's where we're going to post all of our updates. We have a link to our Kickstarter. We have different links for if you'd like to request a screening, um, you know, we're working on merch and stuff like that, but we're definitely going to keep you guys. If you want to get in touch with us, please do like Brad mentioned, follow us on all of our social channels, um, go to our website and sign up for our, our newsletter and different things like that. You can also follow us if you like, um, you know, on Twitter, befriend us on, on Facebook. Um, there's lots of different ways to get in touch with us and, uh, we are looking forward to hearing back any and all comments about the documentary or just any of our other work that we've done with the production company. Awesome. Yeah. So do you have any future plans in store that you can talk about? I would love to just continue speaking with, we're actually like, I don't have an off switch, so <laughs> I can't ever just really like relax and enjoy something as much as I would like to. So already, um, Kelsey and I are actually, and Arvin are speaking at, um, in Austin, we've been invited to speak at the Texas Library Association's uh, annual meeting, which is really cool. It's the biggest gathering of librarians anywhere in the country and takes place every year in Texas in a different city in Texas. So we've been asked to come out and kind of speak about um, the opportunity of incorporating comic books in libraries and what might be the, the benefits of doing so. So while we're out there, I already was thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, I know that Carl, I'm a big Carl Jung fan, and I love his work. Um, and the Carl Jung Center is in Houston, which isn't too far. So much to Kelsey's dismay, I'm already <laughs> going into what should be a quick in and out trip to Austin, and I'm already adding on, like, well, we got to go talk to these people. So they've been super cool. I, I've been emailing them, and they're, it's so crazy. I, I don't know. Like, I really think people are excited to maybe talk about, you know, obviously people are excited to talk about things they're passionate about. And, you know, to get this kind of response from them where I, the second I tell them, like, oh, we want to talk about the psychological aspects of Game of Thrones and superheroes. Just they've been emailing me nonstop, like, well, we don't know Star Wars. Like, would that be okay to get in? I'm like, absolutely, that would be okay to get in. And it's been so cool. And it, excited to be a part of it. And it just shows, again, that we're on the right track, that we're reaching out to people, maybe not about the same thing that you're, they're used to talking about. And maybe, like, this is good that we're getting people to talk about something that they maybe used to not feel comfortable talking about their love of Star Wars. And now they're being encouraged to. And now you could be in a documentary because you like Star Wars. And it's definitely a different era than, like, when I grew up, kind of, like, in the, the stuff. And that's been really cool to watch that transformation. Very cool. So will you guys be around like at Phoenix Comic Con or some of the other local cons and stuff like that? Definitely Phoenix Comic Con, Phoenix Fan Fusion. I've got oh, to yes. I've got to remember that. Comic Con anymore is it? <laughs> so know, weird. I, I, <laughs> um so yeah, we're definitely going to be there. I'm trying to see if there are any anyone that we might be able to speak with cuz they have a really amazing lineup. I of, know. So anyone are you you got plans to go? I'm I'm hoping I um I'm waiting to hear on the media pass thing. Gotcha. So hopefully I'll get um, accepted for that. I'll 
probably end up going even if I don't get that though. Honestly. That's kind of yeah. Like I submitted, <laughs> and I'm like, we all know I'm gonna go regardless. Right. Well, I mean, it does. It does look like a really good year this year. So. And they have so many big celebrities now that it almost even becomes e- like easier in a sense to speak with like the comic creators that like I enjoyed growing up because you get like so many people that go there and like and don't get me wrong like I'm a big Jeff Goldblum fan I would love to you know like do the photo ops and everything but a lot of times you get like the comic book areas mm-hmm. have kind of gotten a little quiet which you know in one sense kind of bothers me as like a comic book fan of like man this is where it all started like people should be in these comic mm-hmm. book areas like talking to their favorite creators who created these characters that they like love um but it seems like a lot more attention goes to the actors who portray those characters and you know the those they're more recognizable now but i mean for me it's really cool because i get to have like better conversations with the comic book creators because you don't feel like okay there's 20 people in line after me Mm -hmm. let me just say hi and then keep moving so it's a really good opportunity and for anyone who goes please check out the comic creators and stop and thank them for creating all these characters who we know and love now well i guess we can start wrapping it up but do you guys have any final thoughts or anything like that about geeks, uh, fandom in general, that kind of thing? Kelsey? <laughs> Kelsey always gets the last word. <laughs> no, so then you need to go first so I can get the last word. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, just, you know, the thing to remember at the end of the day and what I've learned, you know, like Kelsey mentioned, like she used to be a big sports fan. I, too, used to be a big sports fan. And the thing everyone's got to realize is, like, ideally everyone's geeky about something. It might not be geeky in the sense that we all think of geeky as, oh, you like Spider-Man or Star Trek. But geeky could mean you're a sports fan. I mean, I know sports fans who can tell you statistics off the top of their head. They can tell you what year someone was a rookie. So I'm like, is that any different than knowing what year, like, Spider-Man made his debut? Or is that any different than someone who's into cars? and can tell you all the difference between model cars. Like, I couldn't do that. So everyone's a geek about something, and that's a good thing. And you should try to think about how you can tap into that for something greater than yourselves. And a lot of the people Kelsey and I talk to have been doing that. And, you know, like Kelsey mentioned, comic care. These are all people that grew up superhero fans and then said, what can I do to kind of pay it forward and be a superhero myself? And they found a great way to do that by visiting these children, you know, in long-term care. So really just find what you're passionate about, follow through, and also think of, you know, if I was to use this towards something greater than me, like, what might that be? Yeah, I like that. I would definitely say all of that. And don't be afraid to be yourself. Um, You know, unless you're like a murderer, then definitely don't be yourself. Um, Some help. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I would just say, you know, follow your passion. Like, don't be afraid of rejection. Don't be afraid of you know, hearing no, and don't be afraid to take that risk. Um, if you are truly on the path that like you're meant to be, and if you're really pursuing something that you are super passionate about, doors are going to open for you. And whether that's because you're busting them in or because someone else is very fortunate and helping you along the way, um, just don't give up. You know, like if we would have said like, oh, there's no way this guy's going to get a Stanley, like let's just leave. Or if we would have said like, you know what, we can't find George's hotel room. Like, <laughs> let's just go. We look like crazy people wandering around this construction building. Um, 
you know, there are so many opportunities for us to let different hurdles get in the way, whether it was financial ones, whether it was personal setbacks that happened in our own lives, um, or just whatever was going on at the time, you know, there are so many ways or reasons that we could have just given up. And it's just also finding the people in your life that are going to help you and push you forward. There's been a lot of times where I needed Brad or Arvin to really encourage me and vice versa for them. Um, so it's really finding not only that strength within yourself and that passion project that you've always wanted to work on and finding a way to do it, but also surrounding yourself with like-minded people who also have differences in themselves too. So you're not all just agreeing with each other. You're not just all saying yes. Um, it's just finding that and just making sure that you are cultivating that and just doing whatever you can to pursue your dreams. Yeah. Kelsey, like to drive my mouth. That was the last thing I was going to say is I was going to say like, it is important to surround yourself with people who will push you. Cause there are a lot of times I wasn't up for something. I am not a morning person. So anytime <laughs> something's in the morning, I'm like, do we really have to do this right now? Kelsey was right there to be like, yes, we do need to do this right now. So, yeah. Just surround yourself with good people with good intentions. And I mean, you'll be all right. Very well said. Well, thank you guys so much for chatting with nerd of paradise. Thank I you. This is fun. I know. It was awesome. Uh-huh. Anytime like, we get to geek out with someone, we love it. Yeah, totally. All right, and the so, title is amazing too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys appreciate the geek or nerd play on words. <laughs> sure. Yes, along sure. with like the beautiful plant, love it. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. All right, well, stay geeky out there, you guys, <laughs> and I'm sure we'll bump into each other at some point. Same. Yes, definitely. And we'll make sure to give you updates and stuff as it goes along the way. We're trying to get our film out to as many places as possible. Yes. So we would love to get updates from you and we'll definitely do the same. And just thank you so much for the support. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. thank you guys. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun talking to them. And thanks so much, Brad and Kelsey, for taking the time out to chat. So hats off to you for an incredible film, and I highly encourage everyone to support this project however they can. You can go to geekandyoushallfind.com and click on our Kickstarter to uh, throw a few bucks their way to help them promote this awesome movie that every geek needs to see. So once again, thanks again, you guys, and we'll be sure to watch your progress closely, and we'll keep the listeners updated. All right, so what's going on in Nerd of Paradise Land? Well, uh, I guess later this week we got a little thing called Star Wars Celebration. I won't be in attendance, but I will be live streaming and, you know, just following social media about it as close as I can and retweeting stuff and tweeting my thoughts and that kind of thing. And I may have a few correspondents that we'll be hearing from at some point, so... Be on the lookout for that. There's a little movie coming out later this month. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Avengers Endgame. (laughs) So stay tuned for thoughts and reactions. I'm going to a fan event uh, that Thursday night, I think. So if you liked what I did with my family for Captain Marvel, maybe we'll do some more like that. And another update... um, Pretty much right after I had recorded this interview, I did find out that I'll have media credentials for Phoenix Fan Fusion coming up in May. So if you have enjoyed my con coverage in the past, 
be sure to stay tuned for that. We'll have live tweeting, probably some live streams, um, of course, podcast, probably blog posts, uh, some preview stuff. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Okay, so that's going to do it for this episode, everyone. Hope you have a nerdtastic week and be sure to stay geeky. <laughs>